Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Hello and welcome along to the Rugby Pod brought to you in proud partnership with Guinness. With the Guinness Six Nations coming up, we're running a Rugby Pod League on the Guinness Matchpoint Predictor. To get involved, download the Matchpoint app at matchpoint.co.uk forward slash app. Head to the league tab, then enter the code RugbyPod to join our league and set your Six Nations predictions. Lots of great prizes and tickets and pints as well, so go and check it out. How was your, how was your weekend, guys? Well, mine was very quiet compared to yours that oh. I saw on social media. Tell me, how many pints of Guinness have you consumed oh, this weekend? I don't know. I spoke at Beaconsfield Rugby Club on Friday night. I heard you walked out of that rugby club at 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> not not quite. Um, I did get home rather late, and um, yeah, I don't think the missus was too happy, but I was wise in the taxi on the way back. Circa, circa what time? Circa, well, it was just before 4 o'clock, I think it was. <laughs> um, Saturday was a tough day. Why? Obviously, just battling through, aren't you? You, you know, you got the sweats. You're like, oh, jeez, what? You know, playing with the children, taking them for feed the ducks, and then uh, Saturday night I did another one at Royston Rugby Club. Oh my <laughs> word! Um, so, yeah. what, what, what's your life expectancy? Would you say, like, how, like <laughs> doing this? Well, let's talk about my old man for right, a bit. Yeah, you know, Malk, uh, and bless him, he's an absolute hero. He's my old man. He had his first heart operation. Oh God! When he was about 42. Oh, my word. Come on, then, Goody. 20 years later, he's, he's hard as nails. So, what, what, he's, so had, he's had 14 heart operations. So, I've got good genes, boys. You, well, I don't know if you've got good genes, <laughs> if, if, if there's a heart operation in there at 45. What, what, like, have you got a goal in mind of wh- when you want to live to? <laughs> I'm looking at it the week, and I'm there, I'm watching, I'm watching TV with the wife, we're spooning on a beanbag, and I'm seeing these pictures come through off Goody uh, on social media, pints of Guinness. Oh, I forgot, yeah, I did a, a dinner on Thursday night as well, didn't I? That's what I mean, so you were there with Thursday Jason Leonard. Well. <laughs> oh, my God. With the fungus. I mean, he can put them away. And, again, I'm going to ask, because we're getting towards the end of January now, Training? Oh, I've got. I get the train into London every day, mate. Yeah, you're, you're dead right. Is that scrap? So, you, so basically, you, you've you've swore to us that you're going to start the gym, or did you swear to us that you were thinking about starting? No, the no. Gym? My New Year's resolution is to join Stoke Park Gym, and I will at some point. You don't have to do it straight away, do you? You've got got about another 335 days left for before 2019 finishes to achieve my goal of the year. But you're going to join? I will do. Yeah, I will do. I'm just trying to find time. Well, you need to find time because we need to get into training because Andy Rowe has signed us up. I don't even know what you signed us up to, but what? T- tell us what it is. We're going to do a triathlon together. Oh, God. Ooh, or do you whoa, want to do whoa. it together or do you want to... Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll do the leg where you just watch. Just watch you two run, cycle and, and swim. I reckon we can drag him about. <laughs> I reckon we can put him, put in something that we can drag him in, like a little go-kart or something. And then when we're in the water, we'll get one of them blow-up dinghies and you can just float about in that. <laughs> Not sure it'll get out too well with all the proper swimmers, the professionals. So when are we I'm, doing I'm this? I'm just there in my dinghy. Start of June, we're, we're doing it. We're raising but, money but, for... Yeah, we're going to do it for Hambo. So we'll set up a, a Just Giving page. Okay. And and we'll raise some money for Hambo. So you're doing it then? If we get over £10,000... Oh my word, you can't... Be, this well, is for Hambo. Yeah, but it's it, also for you. If we get over ten grand for Hambo, I'll do... The cycling leg. No, 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 no. You can't. You're doing leg. it. No, no, all of it. You can't My knee watch. Is so if we raise over ten thousand pounds for I'll Matt Hampson, I'll do a leg, and we'll include my jersey in that as well that I'm donating the oh, Romania one. Jeez. We'll include that in. I'm not I, doing, I can't do the whole thing. Genuinely, I will. Ca- I will carry a rope with that's carrying a cart on the back, which is dragging you, or just <laughs> just sit just sit on a baking tray, and we'll drag you. Yeah. Deal. Um, oh, yeah, I will. I will. Yeah, we're doing the whole thing, Goody. We're I'm not, not, you're not you, doing you a cycle, mate. You're in. £10,000, a lot of money to the Mahampson Foundation. Yeah. And so that's you need what, to do it properly. Do you want to be embarrassing, Jim? You what? can walk You're talking run. this up. Imagine if I beat you. Oh, here we go. If I do the whole thing and we get over ten grand, will you match what we raise and donate it to Hambo? There I'll you ma- go. I'll match half of it. If I beat you? If you beat me yeah. on all three legs, I will match well, it's, it's half to- of it. It's not all three legs, it's total time. Yeah, total time. I'll put five grand in. I'm that confident looking at you now. Really? Unless something changes drastically. Wait, my only, generally, my only issue is the running. Well, no, no, don't make excuses now. I genuinely think you have got abs- You've got more chance. I think you've got more chance of looking like the Rock. Okay, than so, you ever beating me. So, <laughs> if I beat you, if you beat me, you pay I'll half put, the money. I'll, to... I'll, I'll put half the money. I won't say five grand. I'll put half the money of what we raised for Matt Hampson. Right, and if if you beat me, then I will 
roll away and curl away and basically never be seen on this planet again, if that's the case. If you beat me, it will be possibly the most embarrassing day of my life. Well, I've beaten you on a sprinting race. Yeah, you beat me in a sprinting race when I was at the height of my illness and it was over 100 metres and you're quite quick. I can guarantee you, you will not beat me. And if if you beat me... Nothing. nothing. Absolutely nothing. We we'll just shake hands and say, Mate, well, we'll well shake done. hands and that's it. I've, you know, oh, that's a bet that I'll have. I'm saving a life here, Goody. I'm saving your <laughs> life by getting you thinking <laughs> and getting you out there training. So all the money is going to be worthwhile just for that. We'll start looking ahead to the Guinness Six Nations now, but don't forget, if you want to see us recording this uh, or check out loads of other great rugby content like the new Zebra documentary, which is a great watch, just head to rugbypass.com. And if you're listening in Asia, you can watch every single Six Nations game on there live or on demand. Talking of documentaries, anyone watching that SAS Who Dares Wins? No. No? Mate, you need to watch it. One of the most compelling views I've ever seen. And a shout-out to hashtag number 14... He tweeted me. Really? He tweeted me. I said it was epic, and he came back and said, mate, you'd walk it. And (laughs) he retired from rugby with a broken neck, apparently. That's his story. Yeah, so we'll give him a shout-out, James Gwinnett, and we'll see how he gets on. Hashtag number 14. The Guinness Six Nations gets underway this Friday. How pumped are you guys? Well, Goody's going to be pumped up by the end. That's for sure. Are you going going large for the whole tournament, or what? Well, yeah, I'm busy working, mate. Hosting for Guinness at Flatiron Square. Nice. Um, but no, some, uh, yeah, yeah. We're, we, we're looking forward to it. Mm. We are. We are. It's kind of just jumped on us, hasn't it? Because European rugby's just finished and long-term goal, everyone's talking about the World Cup. It, it seems like only yesterday the Autumn International's finished, but there's a big excuse in the Six Nations for any team. Uh, however you get on, people can say, yeah, you know, the, the long-term goal, I'm just going to do it in Eddie Jones' accent. Yeah, mate, the long-term goal is just the World Cup, so judge us on that. Yeah! Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Uh, you know, it's, between, it's basically between Ireland, England and Wales, isn't it? It's crazy when you think the biggest game of the whole tournament is in week one, Scotland versus Italy. Well, it's just decide who comes last, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Well, let's start with England and Goody. Um, They're fucked. They can't really do any, <laughs> can't do any worse than last year, can they? They could. Could have finished last like Jim used to for Scotland. Um, we were poor in the Six Nations last year and there's loads of mitigating circumstances in terms of what's come out afterwards, the way the boys trend. One of the fallow weeks, they played a full-on game against Georgia from what it sounds like, and they lost. And boys in camp have, t- have told me that and, and said training was ridiculous. And when was this? I think it was the week before Scotland. The middle oh, game, was Oh, they're it? making yeah. excuses now. <laughs> Mate, you can't make excuses for what happened last no, year. No, just no, get on with it and move forward. Yeah, we were just talking about the, the long-term plan of the World Cup, and Eddie Jones has always said, judge me on the World Cup. And I think last year's Six Nations, they got it massively wrong, overworked the players. The, the games towards the back end of the Six Nations, we were shot to pieces. So you looked at the team, there's no energy. You know, we were hanging on in there. And, you know, we lost away to Scotland. We were poor, we were outbeaten, outmuscled, outfought, outthought uh, across the park. Go to France and it wasn't much better. And then at home to Ireland in the last game. And my hump. My hump, my hump, my hump. How, how can, why wouldn't Eddie Jones use a similar platform this year and, and make them really fatigued during the week? leading into games. Well, it's crazy, he might do. <laughs> he might well do. I think, well, he'd hope he's learned from that and gone, actually, I can't push the players to the extremities that we pushed them in to last Six Nations. He's thinking about the World Cup as in, in some ways, though, isn't he? He's got some sort of a plan. That's what he's saying. That's what coaches say. Because if it all d- falls apart, well, he's, you're gone at the end of the World Cup anyway, aren't you? So that's what I hate as well. Well, we can have a chat to someone uh, who just missed out on England's Six Nations squad. Zach Mercer's on the line. How are you, mate? Well, guys, right? Zach, good to have you back, buddy. Um, let's just talk yeah. about it then, because you played in the autumn, yeah. as we know, because we had you on the phone. How disappointed this time round not to make the, the squad? What's Eddie, Eddie said? Yeah, obviously uh, disappointed, but to be fair, I was injured for uh, a couple of weeks and that, and uh, I had a good chat with Eddie. Pretty much told me that I'm third choice behind Billy and Nathan, so for me, it's, I just got to keep working hard to try and, try and get up the pecking order a little bit. Uh, but obviously, I'd love to be in Portugal, but all I could do is keep working hard. And on that, you've obviously just talked about being a number eight there, and you, you can play six as well. You do it for Bath at times. Has he mentioned that at all about looking at you as a six as well as an eight option? Uh, I'm sure Eddie knows that. Yeah, obviously I could play anywhere across the back row, anywhere to get a game, really. But no, I'm sure Eddie knows that, and obviously he sees me as a bit of an eight, but um, I'm, I'm very open to, to play different positions. And have you been in touch with any of the boys out in Portugal? Have they, have they said how training is, how's it going, is Farrell fit? You got any news for us? Uh, <laughs> no, no, I've got no news. I just, I've only spoken to Joe, really, big Fiji. 
Well, uh, well, maybe don't say too much to us because last time you came on after the I'll South African game, yeah, you, we got. It doesn't that Zach, that doesn't normally happen? What normally happens? You come on <laughs> and then you start, then you get man of the match, and then literally it's plain sailing from there on went, in. Went the opposite way. <laughs> it did. Uh, what, what did Big Joe say then? Because he's been out injured for a while as well, hasn't he? Yeah, Joe's just working hard to get back fit. I don't really know. He's cracking. Joe's a guy of uh, little words, let's say, but uh, he, I'm sure he's, he's, he's fighting to get back into that team and obviously we've seen what he was capable of in the autumn. Mate, and obviously last year's Six Nations, it was an absolute travesty. Maybe it wasn't to see England as bad as they were. Obviously, I'm joking there. That's the Scottish part in me. <laughs> Talking of Scotland, any chance or not? Is there no way? Because Scotland are thin on the back row. Mate, it's uh, too late now. He's, yeah, I know, he's made I his choice. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm it is. God, mate, there's definitely there's an opportunity for you. But, mate, what do you rate uh, England's chances? Obviously, it was a dreadful Six Nations for them last year. They've got a few guys fit. You mentioned Billy there. Marrow's hit a little bit of form. See, I mentioned the Saracens guys there. But what do you reckon in terms of their chances? Um, I think, obviously, last year was disappointing. I was in that camp. But I didn't really know what was going wrong, to be honest. And, uh, obviously, we saw in the autumn how well the boys can play. Uh, I mean... They only lost one game against the All Blacks, and ultimately they probably should have won it. So we're certainly on the on the up with, with English rugby, and it's exciting to see. Really, but I think they're going to smash it this year, the boys. And obviously, the first game uh, Ireland, uh, that, that's the kind of decider already, really, isn't it? So I'm sure the boys are training hard in uh, in Portugal, and looking forward to to find out to Dublin to put a good performance, and that they can be all be proud of. And then obviously your form for Bath's been pretty good recently, scoring in the Champions Cup. How are you, are you happy with your form? Are you, is there things to work on that you want to expose to the world now on on the rugby pod? Obviously, I was, like I said, I was injured for a bit and uh, I kind of went out of form a little bit. And um, I've had a run of games now and I feel like I'm getting back to, to my old self a little bit. Um, but for me, it's just, yeah, constantly working on my fitness aspect of it and not trying to get bigger, but trying to get a bit more powerful and stronger and uh, trying to get these noodle arms a little bit bigger, to be honest. Um, <laughs> Jim, Jim can't mate, Nothing wrong with them, mate. Nothing wrong with having noodle arms, mate. That's all right. I try and say that, mate. Um, but for some reason, the S&C staff don't approve. <laughs> but no, for me, it's, it's just, uh, yeah, enjoying my rugby and playing with a smile on the face. And I've had a good week off and I'm looking forward to smashing it this week now uh, with the boys. Well, good, mate. Talking of noodle arms and enjoying yourself, you're joining us for the live show on Wednesday, which will be a, a, a low fare uh, occasion. I should mention that if any of the Bath coaches are listening. I'm sure they are. Um, looking forward to it? No, I have, mate. I've heard, I've heard good things. Uh, uh, Freddie, Freddie's uh, helped me out a little bit to what to expect. So, uh, bring, no, a song, bring a song, bring a song. Bring a song in your drinking boots, mate. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'll tell Toddy after the cat train Thursday, Todd. <laughs> mate, he'll be fine, I'm mate. He'll, he'll, he'll understand. I'm sorry. Well, I'll give him your number. You can give him a call. Oh, mate, definitely. Mate, Toddy loves a drink. What's he like with the boys, actually, at Bath? Because I've heard some unbelievable stories about him at Edinburgh that he is loo oo 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 oos. He's a well-respected bloke, Toddy, and uh, I've got a lot of time for him and uh, I can't possibly comment on what he's like on the night out, but... You said a hero, uh, a hero, an absolute hero. <laughs> well, you can, you can tell yeah, us more on Wednesday, Zach. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you very much for joining us, mate. Cheers, Zach. See, ya. Cheers. Cheers. See you Wednesday. Cheers, yeah, Looking forward to it. Good lad, eh? Yeah, good lad. I wonder if he can drink. You know, he's Mate, he's a northerner, mate. He can well, drink. Well, yeah, but you know, like young lads now, they don't drink, do they? Yeah, the kidney's not used to it. No. I mean, my kidneys are fucking killing me in my day at the moment. Are they, uh, are they, mate, one of them looks a bit like popping, popping out. <laughs> one seems to be, um, Jack Noll did all right when he came along to mate, the pod. He did, yeah. wearing leggings and carrying around a rucksack. <laughs> I mean, go figure. <laughs> hey, look at his form now. <laughs> you exactly. know, that's what See, I'm that's saying. what happens. You come on a live show, you come on the pod, you sign a big new deal, you get tries galore, you play for England. Apart from Zach, we should, well, you, we shouldn't apologise. I don't know, you know, it's Eddie, it's because you ruin Eddie Jones every time, that's why. Yeah. So he's listened to that and he's like, I'm not picking Zach off the back of that. I mean, I'm a big fan of Eddie Jones. You've never Zach said that. On. Have I not? No. No, I'm not. I'd be absolutely lying if I said I was. It's one of the biggest games of the tournament, kicking off this weekend. Scotland, with, yeah, Italy. <laughs> well, Zach's not going to be there, um, but, you know, it, it's a big, big ask, Goody, as, you, as you're saying, for England to go to the Aviva for their first game, isn't it? Yeah, it's huge. And I was looking at some of the bookies over the last few days, and Ireland are eight-point favourites. Um, I fancy England, though. Is there something about me that... I've got a feeling as well. Mm. I, th- I think it could be a, something like a 21-19er with... Uh, you know, Billy Vunapola dropping a goal to win it. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> something crazy. I actually think it's the perfect time to play Ireland. If you're going to pick a time to play them, it's the first game. You go back to last year's Six Nations, they play France away from home the first game. And away is slightly different to obviously playing at the Aviva. But it took Johnny Sexton a 45-metre drop goal to win it. You play Ireland like we did at the back end of the Six Nations last year and they were on a hell of a roll. You're on, on for the, the, you're on for the wooden spoon. Yeah, I mean, Ireland were going for the slam. Let's go and shock them. 
And we've got Billy, we've got Mako. You know, they are going to get us on the front foot. Marrow's in good form. Joe Launchbury's back. I think he's going to pick a massive team. Who's he playing at 10? Farrell? Oh, Farrell, Farrell, without a shadow of a doubt. Farrell, Farrell at 10. Clearly, do you, Farrell, gone, do you think Farrell forward's gone now? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, definitely. There's, there's no chance Farrell can't be fit because he hasn't even taken Cipriani on, to Portugal, which I, I find crazy because... It's pretty loose in Portugal, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> it's not Jersey, mate. It's not Jersey. <laughs> but he, he's obviously 100% confident that Farrell's going to be fit, otherwise you'd have taken another fly half. So Ford's on the bench, uh, Farrell at 10, Tio at 12, Slade at 13, but Manu's pushing because... I, wouldn't surprise me if he just picked two monsters in the centres in Tio and Tuolangi. Um, and then wingers, I don't think he'll pick Johnny May. You look at how Johnny May played against Ulster last weekend, his positioning was horrendous. But and he plays well for England. Yeah, but mm. over in Ireland, with the uh, kicking game... You're thinking Joe cocking a cigar and Ashy. I'm thinking Jack Knoll, Elliot Daly well, no, on no, the other no, wing. And I, think play play, I think he'll play Mike Brown at fullback. Um, I think he's picking a team just to win this one game. Um, and that's big, powerful, Catch the high balls. Exactly. Uh, so I think he might go Brown at fullback. I w- this isn't what I think he should do, but this is what I think he might do. Do you see any surprise selections coming from Ireland? Well, there's rumours that Henshaw's been training at 15. Inside sources. What? That's what we have at Rugby Pass. Has he played 15 before? I've no idea. Yeah, he has. He's played a little bit. Um, not for a, quite some time, but here's the thing. So Rob Carney's been out injured. Obviously, Jordan Lama will be the man that starts at fullback probably if... You know, Carney played for Leinster last weekend or the weekend just gone and wasn't out in Portugal. How weird is it that Ireland are in Portugal and so are England? Imagine the oh, spies. here we go. Eddie's sent them out, hasn't he? He has. He has. The um, drone. The drone's out. You know, is it because Farrell can't be away from his dad too long so, you know, they have to train in the same place I wonder together. if they do meet up. Hey, Dad. Would you meet up with your dad? Of course I would. For 50 pints. <laughs> <laughs> and a kebab on the way home. Yeah, exactly. All right, Dad, see you in a bit. Um... Yeah, no, Henshaw, yeah, there's rumours, obviously, Henshaw's covering fullback. He's not, I don't think he's going to start there. Um, you start Lama, though, he's quality. And then Stockdale. Ling-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling. <laughs> 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 I mean, Stockdale, what a player. <laughs> yeah. Any chance for KV or not to... No. <laughs> no. Are you so why mean? are you laughing? Like, why are you, you so mean to Darren Cave? quality player, mate. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe you've convinced me, Goody, that England are going to win. I've just got a sneak of suspicion. I've got a feeling as well. But if, if Farrell's not fit, lump on Ireland plus uh, minus eight. Lump on Ireland minus eight. Well, England head to Ireland on Saturday and we can have a chat about what sort of welcome awaits them and what the chances are of another Irish Grand Slam with former Ireland international Shane Byrne. How's things, mate? I'm good, Neil. Shane, we're very good. We wanted to start off with a question about the Kilimanjaro climb. I climbed Mount Kenya in probably one of the quickest times a Scotsman's ever climbed it a couple of years ago. Um, oh, is that right? <laughs> well, yeah, that's what they told me anyway. But breathing through a Calippo straw would be an understatement. How did you find it up there? An absolute nightmare. Um, <laughs> it was uh, it was an amazing experience. Uh, definitely a box ticker, but uh, certainly a once in a lifetime experience. How did Stevie Ferris get on with it as well? Yeah, he's a yeah, friend good. of the show. Mike McCarthy, uh, yeah, Mike McCarthy and uh, Marcus Horn completed the internationals who were up there doing it. And uh, let's just say we're not designed for mountaining. Um, I think we would need to shed a couple of a bit of tonnage before we would be mountain goating up uh, <laughs> the passes, heading to these mountains again. But look, absolutely amazing. The people who organised it was fantastic. Raised loads of money for charity. But uh, yeah, very, very hard and uh, awesome experience. To think about it, I know a couple who did this on their honeymoon. Like, it's just hey? madness. On their honeymoon? Yeah, I know. Oh, wow. On their honeymoon. You want to see the picture of the two of them? They have it on the mantelpiece, the two of them up the top of the mountain. And they're <laughs> barely looking at each other at all. So, Egypt. Yeah, correct. But you mentioned the charity. It was for the IRFU Charitable Trust, wasn't it? So we'll give them another shout-out as well yeah, because it was is, a great cause. Which is the, um, the Injured Players Fund, uh, one of the main Injured Players Funds over here, and so important. We all know that. Look, it's, we're all part of the big rugby family and we're all supporting each other, particularly the you know our brothers and sisters who have got injured. And just talking about that a bit more, obviously there's the, um, from one crazy challenge to another, there's, there's the Legends game this Friday as well that you're a big part of. Uh, Island Legends plus yeah. a couple of plastic paddies in, in terms of a couple of Scots playing for you as well uh, against England <laughs> legends this should be, that should be some tear up shouldn't it both before the game during the oh, game and after the game 
Ah, well, listen, it is. It's, it's been a great event. We started it myself and Lentonine, Jason Leonard, uh, Martin Curry started it about 11 years ago. And we've raised for charity over a million sterling so far. And this year we have a special cause. Um, as we all know, Dottie Weir um, has been diagnosed with motor neuron and uh, it's really caught the imagination of the rugby, rugby public. So we're doing it in aid of him and his foundation. It's incredible the fact that there's been no progress made in treatments uh, for this terrible affliction uh, in 25 years so his foundation is working very very hard to you know to remedy that and f- help find something that can you know make life a little bit easier for these guys and Doddy himself was over with us a couple of weeks ago and uh, it's an amazing experience being in his presence he's still a larger than life character still have you crying laughter with laughter but it's also you know when he says things like he doesn't know if he's going to make it back over to Ireland and things like that you're just you know the, the seriousness of what's happening here and what we're trying to raise money for is, is, is all too real. Mate, definitely. It's for a great cause. And how can money be raised for that? Is there any way that, you know, we can give a shout out to the to the pod listeners? Yeah, well, look, the main thing is, is, is people like, you know, from across the water, from my point of view, anybody that's coming over on the Friday night, please come down. You can pay in at the gates in the RDS, Lancer's home ground. We'd love to have you. It's only 15 quid in, tenner for kids or OAPs. You know, we have some great Gordon Darcy, Malo Kelly, uh, Mick Galway still putting the boots on, Jason Leonard, Josh Lucy. You know, we have Lewis Moody, these guys that, you know, we tore lumps off each other. We, we'll do it for you guys if everybody turns up. And, uh, you know, it's it's a great, great event. And Ticketmaster.ie is where the tickets are. But like I say, if you're over, just please call down. It's going to be great fun. These games are always played in great spirit. Very competitive. The bodies mightn't be quite as fast as we used to be, but uh, the contacts are still full on. Uh, anyway. And obviously England will be winning that by 20 points like on Saturday as well. Um, let's talk about no, Saturday's game then. No, we, um, had our, we had our first draw. We had our first draw last year, which is still rankling with both of us. So <laughs> I think they're only one game ahead of us. So yeah, we'll nice. see what happens. Uh, let's talk about the, the game on Saturday. Obviously Ireland's preparations yeah. there. Both teams over in Portugal at the minute. How are you seeing this Ireland squad at the minute there? Obviously, do you see yourselves as the best team in the world right now after beating the All Blacks? Yeah, like, I suppose from a point of view from the squad, Joe Schmidt has, has as we all know, that is the thing that he has built is, is this such an amazing depth of squad that anybody who's needed to step up injuries pending no matter what position they have the experience they've been there there's very few rabbits in the headlights left in his squad which is such a strong point to be in and that's probably been one of the things that he's been able to use on this scramble to get up to number two in the world and I suppose from an Irish it doesn't suit the Irish psyche to be you know a favourite going into a game by any stretch of imagination but the one thing you have to say is that Ireland's route there has been a hard one They, they genuinely deserve to be where they are. They had a Grand Slam, they had a away series win in the summer, they had a sweep in the in the November internationals. It's been a long time coming and they should look into the Six Nations, you know, with confidence, but it's still with a lot of trepidation. I think that this Six Nations is going to be an absolute classic. I think it's going to be a belter. There's many a team that uh, are seriously in with a good shout of, of putting in a hell of a challenge. Mate, and talking of Belter and your mullet, I want to just ask a few questions about that because every time I've looked at your watch you played, my first thought was always, I love that hair. So can you just tell us <laughs> how much maintenance is involved in that and if Goody was looking to get it, is it called a mullet or, I mean, is, is that the, the terminology we use for that style of hair? Well, it would be. It, it would be a mullet, yes. I, I think... Using the word style with my hair probably isn't right. I think it's just there. And um, but it might get an hour go of a brush every now and again. Soap or anything that's in the shower will do fine. I don't treat it very well. It's just uh, growing hair is not a problem I have. I think Jim's just better because he's going bold. Yeah, he's just jealous. I am, I am. I both know that's what the problem is. Yeah. <laughs> Shane, thank you very much for joining us on the show and uh, and best of luck for that Legends game, mate. Thanks, guys. I appreciate Cheers, the shout out. Take care. Good Go on you, Shane. Thank you. Come on, Ireland. England. Scotland. England. Max Evans is playing as well. He is. Mate, I don't know. You know, about 18 months now, maybe a bit longer since I've retired, the great man's retired, and I'm starting to think... Think what? Are these slippers going to go back on? Mate, Jim, do you know... Do you Is know, someone getting an absolute <laughs> drilling again? That's what Jim, I'm thinking. Jim, I let, can feel it. Let's let's be honest, right? Yeah. When players retire, normally you look back on your career and you think, most humble people go, well, you know, I was all right, you know, blah, blah, blah. Your career, in your mind, has got ridiculously better. What? And you as a player... Than what it was? Than what it was. <laughs> you, you as a player, 
of, of your your opinion of yourself is way better than. No, I'm reality. just going on the archives. So if you go if you go into a charity game like this, they'll all be going. The monster trucks arrived. There's that knobhead, Jim Hamilton, right? <laughs> He reckons he was the best second row ever. No, here's I don't. Message, I here's reckon he's in top ten. I don't reckon I was the best. <laughs> here's a message for him. Waboom. You got a, you got a tag on you. you got yeah, a, well, that's it, mate. Yeah, the best out. Because you chat shit. Get mate, the best out, mate. Shit, Richard McCall. Richard McCall had a tag on him. But big shout out to them because that's uh, it's a great cause. As we know, the Doddy Weir Foundation, the Rugby World has come together. And yeah, like I think they play it every year, don't they? They, yeah, they, they play do. a classics yeah. game every year and they get yeah. a good turnout. You mentioned the names there. As far as uh, wanting to lace your boots up, is there anything in particular that you miss? Miss the showers at the end, the crack with the lads. But that's the thing though, you, you think about get it. Get it, get it, showers, crack. Yeah. I'll just put them both oh, together. Yeah. That's the thing, that you think about it and you're used to showering with 20, 30, 40 guys every day. You used to shower in your cycling shorts. You didn't no, want didn't. anyone to see you willing. Yeah, some do, don't they? I was like, you're walking there with your massive nuts and your pipe and your happy yeah. days. So, some people try and cover their piece as well. I, I just couldn't cover it. You need five hands. Here's one. <laughs> to cover mine. Here's one. And a foot. I wonder if they're all going to do that on Saturday, on Friday night. All the old boys, they'll have bollocks around the knees. Well, they'll have to get through the pubes. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't oh, imagine there's, there's much manscaping, eh? There's Cosa. There's Again, Cosa. The bush has grown. <laughs> One man who won't be in action during the Six Nations is Joe Marler, but he's keeping himself busy with us and he's doing some extra content with us on the Superfans service on Patreon. It's called Front Row Problems. He chats with other front rowers about their pet peeves and here's a clip with him chatting to Wales and British and Irish Lion, Adam Jones. Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Right, f- some facts about you, Bon, please. Um, you were born on the 8th of March, 1981. I am. I was. Um, your brother is not called Duncan Jones. He's definitely not called Duncan Jones, no. And so you're not related to the Duncan Jones that used to play for Wales? We are not related, no. At all? At all. Bear in mind, there's a lot of Joneses in Wales, yeah? Yeah. You're aware of this? I am aware. Okay. And it just so happens we both play prop for Neath and we both are curly hair. You were identical in shape? No, we weren't. Facially pretty similar? No, we weren't. You both had (laughs) the same hair, just one was blonde and one was brown? With the same hair, I was... Comfortably 20 kilos heavier than And I'd argue better looking. How many of those arguments have you won? Well, <laughs> once with him. Okay, so you're not related. Which, no, but not. you can understand why people... Course, well, <laughs> sort of, yes. The hair, the hair bears, the hairy the hair, bear. The hair bear. There was, there was a cartoon called Hair Bear Bunch, and that's about it. And we had the same kind of hair as him. Um, yeah. Okay, brilliant. Well, uh, hello, but, Duncan Jones. Hope he's doing all right. He's not your brother. He's scrum coach with the Ospreys. Is he? Yeah. Oh, is there a chance we'll play the Ospreys in the Challenge Cup if we get through? I don't think so, no, no. Oh. I think they lost to Worcester, didn't they? Oh, okay. Right, uh, back 8th March 1981. Mm. Um, can you tell me anything interesting that happened in that year, apart from you being born? I think, I think Charles and Diana got married. Yes, Diana married Charles. Of course, that, then, yeah. You've got that? Yeah, well, no, I've got that. Have you just said that? Um, no, no, I know that. I knew, okay. I knew that. It was... Right, fine. Did the Falklands War start that year? 1982 was the Falklands. You don't know the year you're born. Okay, I've got one. The Yorkshire Ripper. <laughs> Pleasant. Pete, I know. Well, it's a fact. Peter Sutcliffe was caught. Was he? That year. Good. Yeah, good. Good. Uh, post-it notes were launched. Really? Yeah. True. Is that not interesting to you? Not massively. Okay. <laughs> Can you tell me any films oh, that debuted at the time? I think one of the Rockies was. Are you? No. Okay. No, again, it wasn't. It was only just born. Raiders of the Lost Ark was it? Came out, yeah. Oh, fair play. So it's not a bad year, really. I thought it was after that. Charles and Diana married. Yeah. Serial killer caught. Good, 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 good. And post-it notes. Anyway, you can listen to the full episode of that along with Goody's Big Breakfast, the Rugby Pod sessions, and Jim's bedtime stories for less than the price of a pint a month. So head over to patreon.com forward slash the Rugby Pod to check it out. Pod, 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 pod. Rugby Pod. Well, we can have a chat with someone who's a bit closer to the Scotland camp than us and see how they're shaping up. John Barclay's on the line. How are you, John? Hello. John, how are you, sir? I'm very good, James. How are you? I'm very good. You're closer to the camp just through distance, aren't you, mate? You, um... <laughs> By proxy, yeah, James. Not in the camp, obviously. Mate, you're not. Um, we spoke a little bit about you over the last few weeks. John, I know you're an avid listener of the podcast. and Keen, keen listener. Just talk the, the millions of fans, um, especially in Scotland, about your injury and when you're going to be back. Because there's a few issues in the back row and there could be an SOS call to get you back limping around. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm doing all right, actually. Uh, I am running and just the whole thing is, as you know, Jim, just takes a bit of time to 
pulling the reins back. I kind of did eight months of pretty much the same rehab in terms of the calf rehab and sort of desperate to run. And then I've done two weeks of running and absolutely hating it again. Yeah, never be desperate to run, mate. It's not a good thing. <laughs> um, so just quickly, obviously looking at the squad uh, that's been announced, are you um, are you still the captain and is Grig just uh, keeping the armband warm for you or is it a full-time replacement? Which one, which one is it? You'd have to ask Gregor that. Uh, I have no idea. I seem to get back playing goody. John, I'm sure you'll be back in, mate. Uh, let's get to into a bit of ruggers, mate. We know you love a bit of ruggers. Scotland's chances. Goody thinks they're primed to get the wooden spoon. I can't see it, especially with two home games with Italy and Ireland first up. What are your thoughts game. being close proximity-wise to that team? Uh, where do you think Scotland are going to finish and how do you think they're going to do? We never no, want to say, not. John. Wait, we no, said we were going to win is, it. We said we were going to win no, it before. The, we ended up getting the wooden spoon. No, the thing is, I've um, as captain, you do you end up doing a lot more press. And I, I said after we beat, I don't know, beat Wales or something a couple of years ago. I said if we play like that and we play well, you know, we've got a good chance against any team. And then the, the headline was that like I think we can be, we're going to win the Six Nations. And then the next week we got hammered off England. So I've kind of learned standard. to. Uh, <laughs> Not that standard. Oh, yeah, sorry, you're right. Very <laughs> true, John. He's so arrogant. You've got, you've got the Calcutta Cup. Yeah, you're right. No, it's like, you know what it's like, but we had a good autumn. You know, it had some good results, but then Ireland, are, you know, seem to be on a bit of a different level at the moment, provincially and internationally. Wales had an unbelievable autumn. England were very good in the autumn. So if you think, just because think, you know, Scotland, in this goldfish board, you can get carried away. I think if we, like you say, we've got two home games to start with. If we win those two, you, you put yourself in a, a really good spot. But I think Greg spoke about it at the, the, the launch. You know, don't look at you know the other games down the line. If you beat Italy and then you go and you beat Ireland, and you're you're in a great spot. John, come on, where do you think, mate? When I played, we finished third. That was the Jim. The, the you best you were the your most decorated wooden spoon player ever for Scotland. You are Jim. So what are you on about, John? What do you reckon, <laughs> mate? Where can we finish? Hit us. I'm not going to hit you with anything, Jim. I think we can win our first game, and then we'll look at it from and there. Then you fact. <laughs> so arrogant, so arrogant. Mate, no, I'm joking. That's disgusting, isn't it? That's not fair. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm just, I'm just honest. Um, obviously, look at the squad. There's, it's you look back at last year's Six Nations, and there were loads of injuries as well, weren't there? Uh, especially in the front row um, in Scottish rugby. And obviously, you've picked up a few over the last few weeks. And is it something like 16 players injured now? So uh, last year, you were outstanding in the Six Nations, beating England as well. Yes, I will say it on on air. How do you think the injuries are going to affect the squad at the minute? Yeah, we lost a few guys. We've got a few key guys who are who aren't injured you know if you look at someone like Finn you know Greg these guys you know some guys playing some good rugby but we don't have the depth of you know the playing numbers that England or Ireland have I can only the way the way Gregor plays and the speed of the game I think a lot most of the guys that have come into his squad since he's taken over actually played very well and I think that's down to the game plan the environment and stuff so it's not ideal that you're missing couple of specialist guys were pretty thin at hooker um, but there's a couple of guys coming back so yeah like everyone's everyone's got their injuries don't they and it's just how you deal with them how you adapt but Gregor's you know he drives very high standards and he won't you won't use that as an excuse I know John let's talk about our team hashtag always Edinburgh and how well they've done over recent weeks as well your old club Glasgow have obviously qualified for Europe as well but being on the outside and we have been quite Edinburgh heavy over the last few weeks so just a quick answer how's it been I know you've been injured the whole time but How's Edinburgh shaping up, especially over the last few weeks? It's, it's been awesome. To, you know, when the group was picked, you know, you're looking at an Edinburgh saying, you know, picking who's going to win. It was Toulon or, you know, Montpellier, they're going to go, they're obviously going to go through, weren't they? And then, uh, but I think that's Cocker's quite likes that sort of being the underdog. He likes that fight. And um, we've just kind of quietly gone about it. And I think we, yeah, ultimately, we, we won pretty comfortably in the group. I think, you know, that you went down to the last game. But that game, I didn't think we were ever going to lose. And I think we've, you know, got a great chance. Home quarter final should be should be a big crowd. So it's, I think it's great for, for Scottish rugby. But I think when you, you guys have spoken about it, when you watch Edinburgh play, you can see a clear DNA, a clear, you know, you can see how they want to play. I don't think that's always been the case. Now it's down to, you know, the work Cockers and he wants to, the team to have a clear DNA of, you know, hard work and good work ethic. And the rest follows. Yeah, he's done. He's done exceptionally well. Even without you, are you going to get back in the team when you when you fit or? Back older, mate. I think. <laughs> um, mate, first and foremost, what I want to tell you is, you, I've been seeing you a lot on TV, um, and you're probably the most beautiful Scottish rugby player I've ever seen. Uh, and you are very good on BT and all these other channels that you work on. But more importantly, you're coming to the live show next week in Edinburgh, aren't you? Um, are you going to come dressed as a burglar again? <laughs> 
mate. You can't, you can't steal Jim's jokes now. Come on. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's on my side. <laughs> can, 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 I'm the burglar. Mate, you are the burglar. Burglar Bill. Can you just answer this, though? Do you want to be piped in by Andy Rowe again? It sounded like this. Mate, it won Scotland the game, put 60 points on England. Oh, I'm, I'm here to inspire. John, you're looking forward to the live show? I'm looking forward, mate. I'll be honest, I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't know what to expect when I came there last time. It's kind of like a rugby comedy show. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be good fun. You're dead right, Jim's a joke. <laughs> All right. John, best of luck with the injury, mate, and uh, and hopefully we'll see you back out in that uh, field sooner rather than later. Right, cheers, guys. Bye, John. Cheers, cheers, guys. Bye. Go on, you say it, good lad. <laughs> Mate, I mean, what he, he was very honest, wasn't he? Why are you being horrible to him? I'm not. I thought it was very nice to him. I gave him many compliments. He's, he a, he's a top lad. He did. Um, but he's very honest. He said they're just worried about beating Italy because that's the wooden spoon battle this weekend, <laughs> isn't it? This is the thing, though, and John mentioned it there. Come on, Italy. And Come on, Italy. I've been there many a time. Winning the wooden spoon you have, yeah. Yes, I have. You go in with such high expectations. And just think, beat Italy. Beat Italy. And it comes down to the final game, which generally was in Italy. <laughs> um, and there was a big celebration. See, that's one of the things. It's like you see these football teams, don't you? you know, they, like, they either just don't get relegated. There's a celebration there. If you finish mid-table, what, what are you celebrating? We used to go down there, down to Rome, and if we won the game and gave Italy back the wooden spoon, there was a celebration. Hell of a night. Relief. But I think... Everyone hopes John gets back sooner rather than later. They've obviously got a lot of good players in the back row. Hamish Watson, I think he broke his hand. He's oot. He's, he's oot. He's oot. Uh, but they've, they, you know, they've got some quality players. But John is just slightly. I, I hate talking him up because he always gives me stick. He's quality. He is, mate. He's awesome. Yeah, he's quality player. You saw what it's he a did. Massive, massive loss for them. Exactly. How good was he against England last year? Him and Ryan Wilson that day. I think they were, you know, everyone talks about Finn Russell's pass and all that stuff, but those two were absolute dogs, dominated the breakdown, and effectively, I think that was where they won them the game. Well, Scotland face Italy on Saturday afternoon. Who better to talk about the Azuris' hopes ahead of this year's tournament than head coach Connor O'Shea? How are you, Connor? Hey, hi, guys. Hey, Connor. Thanks for coming on, mate. Uh, we'll get straight into a bit of Ruggers. Big game at the weekend. Uh, Goody's talking about the England-Ireland game. I'm more excited about the Scotland-Italy game, of course. Good um, man, good man. <laughs> so, how's, how's preparation been? Because, obviously, in the past, there's been a big history when Scotland play Italy, as I well know. Uh, pre- preparation's always great, and then you have to play the match, don't you? That's, uh, <laughs> that's the problem. It's like the pre-season. So, What's that? Uh, no, it's, it's going it's going, it's going. going well. I think the, the challenge for us is we know we're better. There's a more confidence within the system, you know, with the way Teresa are performing this year, some of the young players coming through, and, you know, the stuff that we're doing is right. A bit of a longer-term project with Zebra, but a bit like Scotland, a good analogy for... Italian rugby, but we're also pretty aware that everyone else, you know, this Six Nations is probably the the best standard that we've seen in terms of the form of the teams. And Scottish rugby's on a bit of a high with both teams. We we know the challenge ahead. So for us, it's a, it's a matter of making sure we bring the performance levels we had against Australia in the autumn, against Japan away in the second test, against Scotland uh, in the Six Nations last year, and making that level of performance to have us. And from that the results will come it's the only way there's no shortcut to what we've taken on here but we're looking forward to it and obviously looking at the Six Nations and back at results um, Italy haven't won a game since 2015 is that something that plays on your mind as a coach and, and the players talk about or is it more week to week performance nah, and improving the it, whole Goody it's a, it's a week to week performance because the, the reality if you want to look at it is that we're all the time playing against teams that are ahead of us in, in, in terms of the world rankings you now have numbers 2, 3 and 4 in the world you've got Scotland with the form they're in in terms of the two districts and France so it's always a massive challenge and when you get opportunities like we did last year against Scotland you can't spurn them something that reality you know probably was left wither away for too long in terms of a system and how it was how it was the opportunity and the structure you know people talk about Ireland but Ireland always are talented players, but they never had a system and a structure that allowed them the best. And it took years to put that in place. It's not just in the last two or three years. Scotland, for years, had talent without a system, without a structure, without support. So there is no shortcut. We just have to make sure that we bring, as I said, create a habit in terms of our performance that makes Scotland in the Six Nations, Japan in the second test, and I say the second test, Australia in the autumn. That has to be the, the base and if we're good enough, we're good enough. And you, you put yourself in with a chance. There'll be big moments and matches that you hope go our way. And, you know, this year, you pray that it's not Greg Laidlow nailing a kick in the last minute to win a match. It's us. And, um, and then you just dust yourself down and get ready for Wales. And then you get ready for Ireland. And then you go England. And then you go France. 
and you get ready for the World Cup and uh, it's a mental challenge to keep on getting yourself up and ready for that next game because every game is is massive. But you've got to be happy. You mentioned there it's obviously a huge job, Connor, when you went there, probably bigger than you, you, you might have expected. But Zebre and Benetton, they're both doing really well. So there are signs and, and glimmers of hope. Are you, are you seeing that? But it, it, like you mentioned, it's probably just taken a little bit longer than you thought. Uh, when you can feel it, and there's no shortcut, you can certainly feel it. I think the work here in Crowley and Antonio Pavanella did, are, are doing at, at Treviso. Uh, you know, three years ago, their bottom of the Pro 14 or the Pro 12 as it was, and now they're sitting in second in their pool and uh, they have three home games in the way. So the massive credit to them. And the under-20s the last couple of years have been in the top eight in the World, uh, in the World Cup, taking some big scalps. Zebra have suffered, I mean, this year through injury. Started the season very competitively. You know, losing Matteo Monazzi, Marchi Violi, Matteo Bellini, Maxine and Bandar for the start of the season, then Giovanni Lacata, Renato Giamaroli, they've just been absolutely for a, a small squad, had major players taken away from it. But, uh, you know, certainly the project in place for them is a strong one in the long term. So you can feel it. Uh, you love this magic wand and everything to happen overnight. And there are loads of things that I'd like to do differently as well on top of what we're doing. But we feel we're making strides. But you're judged. But you guys will say to me very quickly, you're judged on what happens this Saturday. And, um, you know, people can try out stats if they want and they can look at the it's 2015. But we'll just keep on focusing on improving our performance, improving what we put around these players to give them a chance. You guys know, without a structure, without an environment, to be as good as you can be, you can be as talented as you like. And that's one of the things that we're trying to give these players, as much as we can, uh, within what we, uh, within within the resources that we have. And you talk about looking at other things to help improve the players. You've had Wayne Smith over helping you out in Italy a bit over the last year, on and off. And I think you said he made you feel like you knew nothing about rugby, and that's what happens between me and Jim every week. I teach him something. It blows my mind. Um, <laughs> how, how, I mean, how great was that to get his rugby intel, A, coaching, and B, for, just for all the other coaches and people around Italy to, to soak yeah, up? It's it, brilliant. It really is. And, you know, I mean, he's, he texted me this morning saying, you know, <laughs> looking forward to the Six Nations because he needs his rugby fix. I don't know how many fixes of rugby he needs in his life. So it'll <laughs> <laughs> be over in July, but... It's counsel, advice. One of the things that Wayne, and I, I joked to him around two years ago when I met him, that if he ever retires, he had to come and help Italy because he's coached here, he's played here, he's flew from Italian. And uh, when I saw he retired, I stopped him a text and said, well, you said you would, so uh, you have to put your money where your mouth is. So he's just been brilliant in that sense of just a wise counsel, understanding, been through a lot, ups and downs, you know, and, and uh, probably most people would think they're all ups, but there's plenty of other things that he's had to go through which is a help and also just someone from the outside who's not immersed in that day-to-day who gets too emotional just being able to detach themselves and say hey you did this well this well this well have you thought about this and I think it's important you're all the time learning Uh, and if you think you know (laughs) talk to him and you'll realize you know nothing and just very similar to obviously Wayne Smith if you get me a house on Lake Como mate I'll come and help out as well It's Lake Garda, unfortunately. I couldn't afford Como. Oh. That's, that's where all the rich and famous are. <laughs> well, that could be where Goody ends up. I just wanted to chat as well, uh, Connor, because um, we had Jake Paledri on the uh, on the phone a few weeks ago, and he's obviously been tearing up trees over the last couple of seasons, and was almost like a breakthrough player for you uh, last year. Is there anyone else that we should be looking at in Italian rugby that you're excited to see? Rather than someone new and exciting, someone who two years back was a very standout, probably prospect in in centre play in Italy, Luca Moriti has had a couple of years of horrific injury and ill luck with injury. And to have him back fully fit is, uh, I think, it's really, really exciting for Italian rugby because he's a guy who just does simple things really, really well. I think everyone can point to the injuries they have. And you said about Jake, you know, Matteo Monazzi is a loss and as is Mattia Bellini, probably Leo Sartre coming back from injury. So Marty Violi at nine, but We've got a good squad and I'm just looking forward to seeing those. But Luca would be a player that is not inexperienced, but after the years he's had, I'm really excited to have him back around. And then looking at the other end of the spectrum, Sergio Parise uh, could be his last Six Nations. Has he suggested that will be the case? Um, and has he got over to Italy yet after his game yesterday with Stade Francais? Because Roman Poit yeah, had a shocker. He's arrived in. Yeah, to God, it was... Uh, yeah, it was some interesting tackling at the end of it as well, I believe. I believe <laughs> oh, yeah. Good coverage of that. Your name goes far and wide, Goody. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, no, he's made it over all right, Joe. So he flew in, uh, he went back up from Toulon, and 
I have another chance because he's arrived just as we were in the middle of our session here this afternoon. But pretty tough end of the game for for Stadham. I think probably a knock on that was missed and. Uh, I could see two tries like that was, was difficult, so he won't, he won't be in a good mood. He certainly wasn't straight after the game. All right, Connor, thank you so much for joining us, and best of luck uh, for the competition and especially the uh, opening game in Edinburgh this weekend. Come Cheers, on, Italy. Guys. Cheers, Connor. Talk to you soon. I'm going to say it. He's a top man. I think it's it's so good being able to have a national coach come on and speak candidly. Um, how The names are rolling off the tongue, aren't they? Do you like they? the way he says it? He's got his Italian little accent twango when he's mentioning their names. How shit do you feel when he's saying that? You've got a guy whose surname is bloody Ferrari. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got Andrew Good. Or, or James Hamilton. <laughs> five wooden spoons. I should be called... Five wooden spoons. That's Jim Ferrari. Jim We're going to call you Jim Jim's five, Ferrari. Jim Five Spoons, I'll call you. Oh, Jimmy Five Spoons. Alessandro Zani. I mean, how yeah, sexy way, does that sound? The way he says yeah. it as well. Um... And it's a massive project there, isn't it? And well, I went there to, have a, to look at it. You did. I? It was a very good documentary that you can find on rugbypass.com. Yeah, thank you. And the Zebra one, speaking of that, mate, watch it. It's absolutely class. Mate, it really is. Behind the scenes, the Zebra versus Treviso, Benetton Treviso, derby match. You see the passion, you feel the passion. And like I said, I saw firsthand there. Come on, Italy, eh? I would. In the Italy, in... Italy, as much as I love Connor, and I'm good mates with Sergio, and I like Ferrari as a name. There is no chance Italy beating Scotland. In the words of Kevin Keegan, I would love it. I would love Why? it. Why? would if you Italy love it? went there and get a result? Why? Why would you love it? Because you're Italy more Scottish than you are. You're more Scottish than you are Italy. I'll put a job offer out to Connor O'Shea, and you just never know. There might be a chance if he can get me a house on Lake Como. Why is it called Lake Como? It's like you go there, get absolutely steaming, you're in a coma. You get it? That's what <laughs> I think. Como, Jim. What? Anyway, who doesn't want that to happen unless you're Scottish? Well, mate, it ain't going to happen, though, is oh, it? I'm not saying it is. I want it to. I, I want to be 14 stone again, but it ain't going to happen overnight. Mate, it ain't going to happen overnight. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen in 10 years. <laughs> mate, I'll talk... say it here now. No, no. Let... I want Italy to beat Scotland on Saturday. Talking of wanting, are you wanting to get dusted up by a Frenchman? Mate, you bloody going at police on the lot. Uh, police officers? Or... Police officers, <laughs> what's wrong with you? <laughs> the gilets jaunes. No, I was commentating on uh, Toulon against Stade Francais yesterday. I mean, oh, and didn't we all know? Didn't we all know? You, you and your 50,000 followers that you bought 10,000 of them. You, you couldn't even make it up, Jim. Matt, I saw it. It was an absolute shambles at times. That was Roman Poit, first and foremost. Roman Poit. I mean, he simbin Gorgodzi for talking to him, and Gorgodzi wasn't even talking to him. Then Gorgodzi's nearly <laughs> ripping his head off. <laughs> I just said a thing! I am not a dinosaur! <laughs> He's going mad. And then, like, there was a clear knock on by Liam Messam. So what's going on then, Gooey? And like, it is not so clear you, and obvious. So why don't you tag Roman Pratt? Old Parise comes over and he, he, Roman Pratt ex, explains to him that there's no clear and obvious knock-on. Yeah, no, 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 I didn't see um, anything, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then Parise goes, ooh la la. It was just, you couldn't make it up. And then they scored, so he gives a try. They missed the conversion. Kickoff goes long. Is it an absolute shit oh, show? Mate, it was, you watch uh, it, you're it like, comedy. what is hell? So it what's police on to Paul? Police on. He so, might have had a dead leg. Hey, police on's only just come off the bench. And I've talked him right up two minutes before for slotting a goal, a drop goal, to take him seven points clear. And then he misses the tackle on Carbonell for the try. Carbonell, yeah. Right, he misses the tackle on him for the try. Kickoff was average. And then. Eventually, Messam makes a bit of a half break, gets the offload to Nicosi. Nicosi hacks it downfield over for a chip and chase. And I reckon Plisson, I could have ran backwards quicker than he's made an attempt to go. Oh, God. It was, he was jogging over, just thinking it was going to go into touch. And then he put his foot down a little bit to try and get there. And then Nicosi got the ball. And he just ran next to him over the line and let him score. Like, what? if you're Paul O'Connell or Heineken Mayer, who are obviously the coaches for Stade Francais, or any of his players, you are hammering him in the changing rooms or hammering him in the video session. So I just put it up there. I was like, please, son, what are you doing? And loads of French people came out at me saying our food is disgusting, our women are ugly. I mean, true and true. Well. The Six Nations kicks off with Wales travelling to Paris to take on France on Friday night. And we thought we'd get a Welsh perspective on this year's tournament from friend of the show and the proudest Welshman we know, Andy Powell's on the phone. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. Yourself? Good, Paulie. Set the scene. Where are you? What are you up to? Are you driving? Are you walking? Are you flying? Are you swimming? Are you in a S- boozer? Set the scene. 
Mate, I'm uh, sat on a lay by on a fag. Just drop the kids off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, it's fantastic. It's great. Just puffing a nice little fag out. Feel great. Mate, do you not feel great when you drop the kids off? That's what I do as well. I mean, I drop the kids off and generally go to the gym. I mean, you're having a cigarette. You're probably the better man than me. Mate, I'm just on the way back. I've got a nice meeting now in Brecon Rugby Club about next year. So uh, hopefully chuck a bit more dollar at me and I'll be happy, man. So what's happening then? So the, Wales, they're not keen to get you into the system and the national team just yet. So you're hoping to stay around at Brecon bit more oh, scrap mate. in there isn't there mate I don't think I'll ever go to Wales it's too clicky for my liking I just like um, you know the proper rugby what it's meant to be and that's what that's what it is isn't it and Brecon you haven't lost a game this year have you we're good at the minute we're 12 and 12 so uh, things are going good mate things are good what's the formula what's the formula there Pauli mate just team spirit have a beer after the game you know what it's like you know what it's like doing with Saracens that's sort of uh, not that level but um it's like that for every team isn't it if you can get the morale in the camp and boys having a good laugh and you know, you play for each other then, don't you? Any beers before the game as well? That was always good. Oh, I, I, I can, but the boys don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pauli, mate, talking about ruggers, then we'll get into it. Wales's chances, and I said this uh, in terms of where I think Wales might finish. I, a lot of people are talking them up. I look at the fixture list they've got. I actually think they might struggle this year. What do you reckon? Gatland does seem confident, of course. What do you reckon? You know, he's good to be confident, but I think you know France's first game going to be a massive ask but you know you never know you know if we go out there and get a win confidence will be up but it's going to be a tough ask to go to Paris and win and look, look at the team obviously half pennies out um, will Liam Williams definitely play at fullback or is Anscombe going to move back there and um, someone else play 10 what, what are the rumours I think Liam Williams will play fullback myself you know he's He's good in that position. He's more of a threat as well. But, you know, we've got a few injuries like any other side. So, you know, we'll give it our best shot. And then looking at a position and uh, an area of the game that you know better than most, uh, the back row, obviously Falatau and Jenkins are both out. Um, how do you see the balance of the back row going? Moriarty stepping in at eight. Who's going to play at six or seven as well? Well, I'd probably, go, I'd probably put uh, Ross at eight. I'd probably go Navidi at seven. And I'd probably put Wainwright at six. You know, I think line options as well. Thomas Young, has he got a sniff? Yeah, mate, I think he's been outstanding. He's been the informed player for Wasps. And, you know, it's about time they, they give him a chance. You know, I'd probably put him on the bench. Mate, definitely. What are your memories as well, Pally? So, 10 years ago, 2009 Six Nations, uh, you played for Wales at the Stade de France. Uh, any memories of that day, but more importantly, the night out? Well, mate, I didn't have a bad game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did you win or lose? Well, we lost, yeah. So cheers for that, mate. Yeah. But you played well. You know what it's like. It's a tough place to go. You know, the crowd get on your back and, they had, you know, they had a great side at the time. But I think the French side, what they got at the minute, I think it's unknown. It could be world beaters, but you never know with the French. They had two bottles of red wine before the night out. And is, you know, uh, yeah. is George North's dad going to be jumping on the field again? Well, if they win, probably, yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pally, thank you very much for joining us, mate. Cheers, buddy. We'll have to catch up soon. We certainly will. We need another Guinness, mate. Can we do, oh, mate? Don't mention good. He's had 40 Guinnesses this weekend, mate, and his kidney is literally popping out of his belly button at the minute. <laughs> hey, he's looking well. Thank you, bud. <laughs> Cheers, hey, take care, lad. Cheers, Cheers mate. mate. Go on the Brecon. That's Paulie saying you're looking well as, he, as he's in a lay-by smoking a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> That's your level, Goody, now. Good on you, Paulie. He's got a little story. Is his book still coming out? Oh, Life mate, in the Fast Lane. Can you imagine that book? Shit, well, we've heard, yeah, we've heard some of the stories yeah. and there was me telling a story about me spooning Noel Edmonds. It was nothing <laughs> on Paulie's no. catalogue of stories. We had someone on from just about every team in the Six Nations except for France. Well, I was keen to get someone on from France, Goody. Who? Are you going to get on for well, Anyone. Just to Go give on. us a little bit of insight. You're on any lockdown. Of, no, I mean, what, what? Where do you sit when it comes to France playing Wales? Six Nations, Wales playing France, I 100% want Wales to win. Scotland playing Italy, I 100% want Italy to win. That's a, It's okay to say those but things. Why, so, but why would you want Italy to beat Scotland and you wouldn't want France to win anything? Like, why do you not like the French? I, well, they're very rude to me. But they bought your house. <laughs> Brie bought your house. <laughs> Um, we had an English chief exec, so thank you very much, Simon Gillam. Are, are you worried now? Is it just gathered momentum? Is it the point of no return? Well, aren't we meant to be going to France in a few weeks? Mate, could you not put your bag between You're your legs? My, I, I, was, I was on Rugby Pass last night asking for Forgiveness. security. Forgiveness. Security. We're going skiing. Asking for security. I need two security men with me. Are you coming? We're going skiing. We're, we're going. We're going skiing without the skis. That's yeah. all I know. Beck's like, my wife's like, you going skiing with the lads? She said, you've never skied in your life. I said, well, I ain't. Yeah, I'm going skiing, but I ain't skiing. It's like one of them, like, you, you hear these stories, don't you, when you get to 40 and basically your missus says you're not allowed to do anything with the lads. Take up golf. So take up golf, get to the airport, going on a golfing trip with the lads, like, it's obviously pretty safe. It's going to be quite chilled. It's golf. 
Leave the golf clubs in the car. There ain't no golf. There ain't no <laughs> golf going on. It's like me and skiing. What do you mean I ain't going skiing back? Bloody love skiing. Always love the snow. Started watching Ski Sunday when I was a kid. Exactly. We just gather the uh, ball back by the horns um, and uh, get back to the rugby. Uh, Wales opening up against France and, and Paris. I know you want Wales to win by a lot, but how do you guys see it playing I mean, out? The French, you can never read what's going to happen, can you? Je ne sais pas mon ami. Well yeah. said. Thank you. Yeah, well said. Yeah. Um, what does that mean? Do you not know what that means? No Je ne sais pas mon ami. No idea. The French could be good. They've promoted some of the younger kids that won the under-20s World Inter Cup. Maxon's playing. Yeah. He's good. Well, yeah, they are. They're, they've got some good players, don't get me wrong. I just don't like the French. I like the um, French, and I think they've got a good you, chance. You're such a turncoat, Jim. You've, what? But I love the French. You, on here, every week, you're like, they're cowboys. They're, you know, they're, it's just so French, so French. Mate, you're, putting food you, in me, you're putting food in my mouth, mate. It's <laughs> like... I'm putting my food in your mouth. Objectively, um, let's look at the game. Well, I mean, Wales had their best ever autumn series, didn't they? First time they've gone unbeaten. Uh, it's Warren Gatlin's last Six Nations, the last hurrah. Um, they'll fancy themselves Wales. They've got Ireland at home, England at home. You know, Paris... On a Friday night, uh, I don't know. I'm not, how do you feel I, about these Friday I, I night games? I'm, yeah. not, I'm not sure in the Six Nations. It doesn't sit well with me. That I, I, I like the Friday night games. I, I like a Friday night game, but Six Nations is it's just not tradition yeah, for me. Yeah, I know. I do like it against it. I think France have got a good chance. You look what they did to Ireland. I know Ireland was slightly undercooked, like Goody mentioned, but so were France because it's the first game. I think first game, big performance. I've got a feeling comfortable victory for France. Really? Yeah, I have, yeah. Wow. I mean, I do like the French. I should reiterate that again. <laughs> yeah, I think, mate, Wales are a good, good team. I, th- I think Shane Birmingham Mullet mentioned it then, didn't he? Open, wide open. Yeah. It is hard to call, isn't it? I think mm. Ruggers is now becoming a lot more difficult to call. Or you just don't know much about it. There could be that as well. <laughs> could be that as well. If you had to go through and rank uh, the teams one to six... How do you think they're going to finish in the tournament? We'll go six to one, shall we? Go on then. Uh, six. I'm going to have to well, say. Why are you stuttering? Why are you like even um in an R in? I don't, I don't in, want to say this, but in, I'm going to say Italy. Unless you're going to say Wales. I'm going to say Italy. Yeah, Italy as well. Five. Scotland. I'm going to say Wales. Yeah. Really? I don't think there's going to be much in it, but I think Wales is going to finish fifth. Okay. Four. Scotland. France. France. I think France will be third. Who's going to be third, Goody? Wales. Second. England. Well done, Jim. He's supporting the English. He's back to being English again, isn't he? <laughs> hey. I'll let you know after this weekend. Yeah, hey. Scotland fourth and England yeah, second. You're an England fan. We've heard it here first. Yeah, I think Scotland got a few injuries. That's what I'm looking at. I think they've got two home games first up. Mentioned the Italy. Ireland might be tough, especially after what's going to be a tough game for the Ireland on Saturday. They'll be primed. England second, Ireland first. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, should we have a look at the rumours? You guys got any... Floating around? Well, one came out in this week about Launchbury. Yeah, Not nice. convinced. Rubbish. They, yeah, they've already... Yeah. It's, it, this is just... Well, this is the rumour mill. Don't get frustrated. We are the rumour yeah, mill. No, it's like, true. you're getting frustrated with me. He's got a year left on his contract, I think. You could see where it I could can't. stem from. Well, <laughs> I can't. I can. I can. I can. I can. No, I tra- no training ground. There is old Lemingtonians. Okay, so old Pisporian's training grounds getting where, sorted where out for them. Where does Saracens train? Mate, this isn't about Saracens. This is about Walsh. No, what this I'm saying is about is Joe Launchbury. It is, it is something for. Why for, is Elliot Daly leaving then? How do you know he's leaving? Well, we don't know. Not confirmed, but we think but he might a, be leaving. There's a major rumour he's going to Saracens. But that's, Nathan that's, Hughes, Nathan Hughes is Nathan. leaving for more money. But this is my point. If you're Launchbury, you're like, hang on a minute. You're bringing old Pisporians. We're training at old Pisporians. So what's going on? You're starting to think what's going on. You got Kieran Marley's walking around Lemington, walking a cat. It's meant to be a dog. You think, I ain't got a training centre. Do you know what I mean? You've got rid of Brendan Mackin. We've got, we're signing Malachi Fekatoa. Oh, my piece. Exactly. I mean, there's a, Joe, why the hell would you leave Wasps? <laughs> <laughs> but that's, so you can understand why there'd be small rumours and people are jumping oh, mate, it's on rum- that. Yeah, it's rumours and people jump on it and go, Launchby's off, so-and-so's off, da 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 It's what it is, but Wasps last week, Andrew Launchby came out and said, don't know where this has come from, it's absolute garbage. So it's not, it doesn't get to go in our rumour mill when it's already been denied. There we go. So it's not a rumour, James. No. Any other rumours floating around? London Irish getting the checkbook out, aren't they? Saki Naholo. They need to. Well, they do. So we mentioned Steve Maffey before. I don't know whether that's a done deal. I don't think it is yet. You mentioned Colonel Mustard. Colonel Mustard Uh, last week, didn't you? Adam Coleman. Coleman. Colonel Mustard. Why why, why does Mustard ring a bell with Coleman's? Coleman's Coleman's Mustard. mustard. There we go. Is Nick Phipps going there as well? Rumour. Rumour is Phipps. There was also chat about Naholo going to... Wasps, wasn't there? That is a rumour. There um, was what? Max Clark might be going to Wasps. Okay. You know, the Bath Centre. 
chat of him going to Wasps. All right. You got another one? Well, there was rumours of Dan Carter going back to Racing. Can't see it, but I'm just... This is stuff that's out there, and we're digging. Producer Tim is a digger. You know, he's got his spade, and mm. he's digging deep. He's like an industrial digger. Yeah, he is, yeah. yeah. But he wouldn't have a spade in his hand if it was No, he, he wouldn't need no. it. He's digging big holes. With a machine. Carter, back to... Someone, might, racing, jo- someone might join him at Racing as well. Come on, then. Manu Tuolangi. Well, I've heard that he has a good chance of leaving Leicester. Money. Jake Pelledry. Oh. Yeah, there's what? a bit of a standstill between him and Gloucester. Why? Oh, well, on contract. Yeah, well, he's, he's, probably, he's, he's probably on a packet of chips and a Mars bar. Well, on, a, on a Subway, free Subway, all-you-can-eat yeah. Subway every now and again. And he, he'll, be, he'll get offered a big dollar, mate. He I is, think Leicester should go for him. He's awesome, mate. Yeah. Well, yeah. Dildo Dave's struggling, isn't he? Dave Denton. Yeah. With injury. Yeah, less, less Leicester's back row's been soft. Will yeah. Evans leaving Leicester to go to Harlequins. Yes. Leicester yeah. on the market for a big second row as well. Mm. Jim Hamilton. Delude. 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 Yeg Delude. Lute Diaga. Lute Diaga. Deeg Diuke. Jim Hamilton. <laughs> Jim Hamilton. It's a good effort, Jim. Oh, there we go. All right, we'll get stuck into the good, the bad, and the ugly, which is brought to you this week by The Telegraph. And a huge year for rugby. Make sure you're ahead of the game with a sports subscription for The Telegraph. Rugby Pod listeners get a free month and further three months half price at just 50p a week. You'll get unlimited access to all their sports coverage, insight, and analysis. So make sure you're in the know with The Rugby Pod and The Telegraph. To get your 30-day free trial and three months half price, head to telegraph.co.uk forward slash the rugby pod. The good this week, um, there's not masses of rugby on at the minute at the weekend, was Did there? you there watch any oh, Well, the French game oh, yeah. um, that I commentated on. So yeah, there's a few good things and we'll start off um, with a little bit of sevens. Fiji absolutely dominated the New Zealand leg of the sevens in Hamilton, winning the final 38-0 against the USA. They were outstanding. And then we'll go to the top 14 and it just shows the parallels between European rugby and league rugby aren't necessarily linked because Lyon absolutely dominated Racing 32-11 in the top 14. Their league and European form are a completely different gravy. Um, we'll go to the Pro 14 for some good. And how good was this? The Kings, they beat the Champions Cup quarter-finalists Edinburgh 25-21 with a stunning match-winning try. It was a length of the field effort, a ridiculous offload from Melai Rokua and the try was scored by Your Penks. Your Panks. Your Panks. What a name. Your Panks scored. Your Panks. Length of field try. Well, I mean, it was a, I, I mean, even I tweeted about a bit of ruggers. The step, the offload, outstanding. What else is good this week? Uh, Ulster. Uh, I've had a lot of bad news over the last year or so, but I'm going to credit them this week for banning the Zebo abuser uh, for life. I think that's a good step to take. No space or place for that. But the good this week is coming from left field. It's not what, what happens. What, left field. Right, okay, right, fine. I'm not getting into it. No, I'm not getting into it. I'm not getting into it. Go on. Left field. So why does it have to come from... Why do people say left field? Why is it not from the other side? There you go. Just leave it out there. Left field is out there, isn't it? But so is right field. I think it's something to do with baseball, isn't it? It's an American. I don't like baseball. I don't like baseball. But it's a saying that everyone knows and understands the world over. I've never used that, but anyway. Well, it's because you're not educated that well. Would you like to change it? No. What would you call it? Backfield. Backfield. It's come from the back because you ain't seen anything from the left I'm seeing coming. Like I am. <laughs> if it's coming from behind me, did I you, ain't seeing did it. Did you always see Brett Deacon's left come? You didn't, did you? You've said that on this pod before. Yeah, but that became, that came Which from comes... the front and from the undercarriage, mate. You ain't seen much come from there, are you? <laughs> anyway, one from left field. Um, the good this week is the Saints kit man, Kev Buckby, suiting up and sorting the kit out for his 500th game. 500 games. For Northampton Saints. That's good. That is hell of a record. 500 games as the kit man. Imagine the sweaty jock straps and the, the kit that he's just picked imagine up Imagine the skid marks. Could oh, you imagine you some imagine? of the skid We don't get skid marks in jock straps, Horrible scenes. But imagine what he's picked up and cleaned. You know, some horrible smelly players yeah. over time. But fair play to him. He's a man of the people there at Northampton Saints. Kev Buckby gets the good this week for his 500th game as the Saints kit man. Talking of skid marks, do you have skid marks? No, mate, oh, mate. No. Vated clean wipe. What's that got to do with skid marks or not? Well, you know, when you, when you don't wipe your eyes properly, it gets stuck in your bum pubes. What's I'm not going to beat down there. How do you know? Like, do, you, do you go full spread eagle and stuff just to oh, check mate, it out? Oh, mate, yeah, just bang, 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 we'll spread it all around. Yeah, but Get how, the timer on the phone, know? six minutes but in the how shower. How do you know it's done, though? Oh, in the shower? Six minutes in the shower. Okay. If Wash you get, it off. If you get that timing wrong, you're fucked. Oh, yeah, you? yeah. If you get on the phone call and you're like, oh, sh- hold on a minute, the alarm hasn't gone off because you're on the phone. And it's screaming. And you're like, ha, 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 
the bad this week, um, quite a bit of bad actually, you'd be surprised. And a lot of it comes from France. Oh, mate, of course. I mean, why wouldn't it? Start off with your favourite player, Francois Trampoop. He was. <laughs> mate, I mean, I've hit some horrendous drop goals in my time. I'd have been, I'd have expected you to hit a better drop goal than he hit yesterday. On his right, steps to his left. It was just embarrassing. He just went poop. Yeah, it was horrendous. Oh, my word. And then just understanding how to manage a game. Just clueless. Absolutely clueless. Um, and staying in that game, uh, Mamuka Gorgodze was quite aggressive towards Roman Poit after receiving a yellow card for back chat. Hold start, me back, hold me back. He started ranting and raving at Roman Poit and people were having to literally drag him off the field. He could have got upgraded to a red. Uh, not great for the game, and also not great for the game, was Roman Poit. Referee you can understand the frustrations. Oh. I can picture it right here now. Uh, just making things up as he went along, and he missed the most blatant knock-on ever. Heard it from Conor O'Shea earlier. Liam Messam picks up the ball after a knock-on from Gabriel Arg, straight from a kickoff. He clearly knocks it on. Carbonell ends up scoring. TMO check. Nothing clear and obvious. And then Parise goes, ooh la la. So French. Uh, shocking to say. But the bad this week. Jules Plisson. Jules Plisson, what are you doing? Jogging back to cover the kick through with the game on the line. He's only been on the field about 10 minutes. I just talked him up for an amazing drop goal. Then he refused to even try and tackle Filippo Nicosi for the winner. You can't even make that stuff up. French rugby at its best. Bizarre. But the bad this week goes to... Jules Plisson. Check out my Twitter, AndyU10, for all the videos. Uh, the ugly, only one ugly thing really throughout the world of rugby this weekend, and it was the hit on Perry Baker by Tana Fotafili, the Tongan boy in the sevens. Perry Baker's broken his jaw in two places. I actually don't have an issue with the tackle. The ugly side of it is the aftermath of head on chin uh, and a double jaw break for Perry Baker because he is rapid. Yeah. And you want to see him ball in hand every time he gets the avoid contact mate yeah but anyway he got absolutely it was an up, one of those upright tackles and it's exactly why uh, World Rugby are changing the tackle laws to get big boys tackling lower and that fine margin we talked about it with Farrell we've talked about it with a number of players watch this space because I believe there'll be a big talking point issue with a tackle in the Six Nations that will change a game and there'll be uproar. As in someone's going to get sent off. Someone's going. See you later. Thanks, Goody. Thanks, Jim. And thanks, producer Tim. And thank you for listening as well. Don't forget to subscribe, follow us on Twitter, review us on iTunes, and check out our new Superfans monthly subscription service at patreon.com forward slash the rugby pod. Rugby pod. Pod, pod, pod.